Welcome to the Sleepover Podcast, a sacred space created for the girls to have some much-needed girl talk centered around everything healing, self-development, faith, and self-love. I'm your host, Rakesha Cox. On this podcast, we'll have raw and honest heart-to-heart conversations that allow us to come undone and be our most vulnerable selves as we navigate through the dark waters of our 20s and 30s honestly boldly and faithfully so put on your pajamas grab your favorite drink your favorite girls and come with an open heart and honest mind because it's time for the sleepover hello is it on ah there we go Wow. Hello, my babies. Welcome to the first official episode of the Sleepover Podcast. I'm your host, Rakesha Cox, and it has been a long time coming. It's been a vision that got placed on my heart for a while, but I just kind of put it on the back burner. And I'm glad I did because right now feels like the right time. But anyways, I'm just happy that you found me on my little pink corner of the podcast world. However you found me. I'm just glad that you're here. And if you haven't already listened to the pilot episode, pause this episode and come back to it when you're done. That episode is going to give you the rundown on why I started the Sleepover Podcast and all the good stuff because I didn't want to spend our first official episode yapping off about it. So we're just going to hop into our first official episode. I am nervous. She's a very anxious girl right now. I don't know what it is because I've already recorded an episode, but this is the first one and it kind of sets the tone. So I'm like, whew pressure but it is okay because we're here to get comfortable with each other this is a sacred space for us to be authentically ourselves so I hope that you all had an amazing weekend I hope that you were able to get outside breathe in some fresh air touch some grass I'm not sure where you're located but it's been rainy and gloomy icy and snowy or just plain frigid in the Chicago area for the past couple of weekends so I've been at home a lot and that's kind of contributed to this weird space that I've been in I am recording this episode on a Sunday Today was my last day of my Daniel fast, and when I tell you your girl flew to Dunkin' for a strawberry dragon fruit refresher and McDonald's for some french fries and nuggets, I don't really eat Mickey D's ever, but my flesh was fighting me this fast. It was really throwing some punches, but ultimately I won because, you know, when you got Jesus on your side, the battle is already won, okay? So yesterday I was in what I like to call one of my moods, and I'm doing air quotes right now, but it's where I feel a little heavy, a little sad for no reason, and I actually go to therapy, and so my therapist's office required that everyone have a psych exam or psych consultation with a psychiatrist this year and luckily the psychiatrist said he didn't need to see me after my first initial appointment but he did diagnose me with something called 
PMDD, and it is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, and it comes with just a boatload of symptoms like premenstrual depression, irritability, anxiety, bloating, all of these things. It affects how you sleep, just how you function. Like you just feel like a completely different person. Um, for me, it's mostly premenstrual depression where I feel depressed and just not like myself leading up to my period. But it wasn't that because Unflow was long gone and I thought about how sometimes I'll think I'm depressed, but really, I just need a nap. So I took a nap, and that didn't really help. <laughs> but then I thought about how sometimes I'll think I'm depressed, but I really just need something sweet. Maybe I've been going too hard on the diet, and I need some balance in my life. Some cakes, some candy, something. But I was fasting, so I couldn't have something sweet. So for... The past 21 days, I've been fasting, and I know some people fast for like three days, seven days, 10 days. I didn't know that people did that on the Daniel fast. I just thought it was 21 days. My conviction is to do the full 21 days, but to each their very own. Anyways, the enemy kept trying me because he kept trying to deceive me and saying things like, well, you made it this far. It's fine if you quit early. It's just one day. Like, go have some cake. But I know myself. If I would have gave in, I would have came down on myself hard because it was just one day left. Like, why not finish, right? And that just would have led into a whole other thing. So although I know God isn't going to stop loving me and revealing himself to me just because my humanity took over, I still wanted to prove to myself that I could finish another year, another fast, strong. And so because I refused to let the enemy play in my face by getting me to eat cake or something that would go against my fast, he decided to try to go lower. And just like Jesus in the wilderness for 40 days, the enemy had been at my neck this entire fast. And that's something I didn't really experience a lot of last year or the year before when I did the Daniel fast. Of course, there was temptation here and there, but it was loud this year. And I believe it's because prior to the fast, I was already in a season of isolation. I was already in this weird space of transitioning and uncertainty. And with that comes portals for the enemy to creep in and add in fasting and baby thoughts of what last year's fast looked like came into my mind last year I was just in such a different space my priorities were different my relationships looked different I had friends to lean on because they were fasting as well and the enemy began to tell me you're sad and lonely because you don't have friends and the devil is a liar because yes I do but you know when you're in one of those moods or spaces mentally, you can easily begin to spiral and be like, oh my gosh, I don't have friends. I'm so alone. I'm going to always be alone. I'm going to die alone. And it's like, girl, stop. <laughs> but over the course of this year and in the latter months of 2023, I noticed a lot of the dynamic of my friendships had shifted. I had some friendship losses. I had some friends who are just in different spaces and seasons of their lives than I am. So we don't get to see each other as often anymore. 
we don't get to talk like we used to. And it's almost like I looked up one day and I was like, where did all my friends go? Like, it all just happened so suddenly. And side note, side note, and then we'll get back on topic. If you are a neo soul jazz girly like me, when you're done listening to this full episode, full episode, and after you've followed and rated the podcast, go to YouTube or wherever you listen to music and search up Lizzie. I believe her last name is Birchy Berkey. The song is called Where Did All My Friends Go? It is such a vibe, a vibe, the saxophone, the jazz, the neo soul, chef's kiss. The song absolutely did not miss, but Anyways, back on topic we go. I thought what a great topic to kick off this episode with. I've heard about so many friendship breakups in the media, on social media. It seems like millennials and Gen Zers are really suffering from loneliness and just lack of having friends more than ever. And I love that so many of us are in our healing era, our setting boundaries era, our overall wellness and not settling era. But I do think that it's made it harder for us to maintain and even establish some friendships because, let's be honest, a lot of people benefit from you not having boundaries and you not speaking up for yourself. So if you are in a habit of doing that, it does kind of make it a little harder for you to maintain and establish friendships with those people who, well, just don't like that. But this episode is not going to be about friendship breakups. I will be doing a separate episode on that, whether it is the next episode or in the next few episodes, because friendship breakups aren't talked about enough. Especially with how often they happen in our 20s and 30s, I'm afraid that a lot of us suffer in silence because we aren't aware that they're actually a thing and they can sometimes hurt even more than a breakup with a romantic partner. But this episode is specifically about why the dynamic of our friendships shifts so much in our 20s and 30s. And a lot of that is because it's a period of time where there's just so much evolving taking place. It's like a metamorphosis period. Our relationships change because we change. So grab your favorite drink. I'm sipping on this non-alcoholic Spumante Blanco Prosecco that I got from the grocery store. Open the notes section of your phone or grab your journal if you want to take some notes. We're going to have some girl talk about why our friendships shift in our 20s and 30s. Okay, so first reason being proximity and location. So whether you grew up with someone, you went to high school or college with them, or you were in the same organization as them, you just start to realize as you get older, some of your friends are just your friends by default. Your high school and college friends simply just aren't as close to you location-wise anymore. I know when I moved home from college, some of my friendships that I had, there was no bad blood or anything like that, but like they just naturally started to dissolve because we didn't live five minutes down the street from each other anymore. And I just feel like long distance can naturally cause a drift because long distance relationships of any kind can be strenuous. And that just kind of makes this a common reason why friendships drift. 
The second reason being self-evolution, and this can happen more than once. And that is simply you become a different person. You start understanding and learning what your spirit needs to feel fully fulfilled in your friendships. In my mid-20s, I started taking personality tests and learning about not who I've always known myself to be, but who I was at that current moment. And she was different than who I was used to. I started wanting deeper connections in my relationships. That was also around the time I decided to bow out of a group chat with my college org sisters because it started turning into the mean girl group. And not only that, I didn't feel like it was a space to have deeper conversations and cultivate deeper connection, maybe with individual people, but not collectively. Overall, in my mid-20s, I started asking myself what I really wanted and who I was at my core that led to some lifestyle changes, which ultimately led to shifts in friendships. And speaking of lifestyle changes, that in itself is a huge reason why things start to shake up in our friendships. It can be lifestyle changes or change in interest, but you may learn that the only thing you had in common with some of your friends were habits such as partying, drinking, smoking, etc. I saw this TikTok where this girl was like, this is the age where people become crackheads. And although it was hilarious, it's still rings true those cute little habits in your 20s turn into addictions and problems as you get older and there's a grace period in coming out of college there's a learning curve because you go from thirsty thursdays to you gonna be too thirsty and now you can't make it to the office on friday morning but you'll lose some friends when and if you learn that those habits no longer fit you I was talking to my mom about how when I moved home from school, I was outside every weekend. And she was like, sis, you were outside on the weekdays too. (laughs) Like almost every weekend coming to my parents' home at two or three in the morning. But my mom was just like, I'm so happy that's not the path you chose to continue on. And because of that, I lost some friends. I had to realize I wanted better for myself. I wanted deeper connection. I wanted to pursue hobbies and better sleep on the weekends. I wanted to get to know Jesus for real, but it cost me. And now I have other hobbies and things I enjoy doing on the weekends instead of staying out late and getting drunk. And sometimes it's just that you are in different seasons than some of your friends. Sometimes someone may have had a baby, you may have gotten into a new relationship, and to be clear, this isn't a reason to end a friendship, but the dynamic of it shifts drastically, and you have to learn to readjust, and that takes both parties' active participation and effort. You shouldn't drop someone because they had a baby and they can't go to brunch like they used to, but you also shouldn't abandon or drop your friends when you get in a relationship. It can't just be my world revolves around my man, my man, my man. And I'm laughing because this is something I recently talked to my therapist about a couple sessions ago. I was telling her about some of my friendship situations and she was like, I feel like you just really love your friends and I think I mentioned this on the episode that I already recorded but she was like I'm the same way but I was telling her how so many of my friendships get weird when people get in relationships and I don't understand why and I think it's because I know how to navigate being in a relationship or dating seriously while still being present in my friendships and that's no shade or no dig I'm not being messy this early on in the podcast but 
if anything, I want my friends to meet my person. Like I'm hosting things at my place to get my friends and this man in the same room because I just want them to get to know each other, especially when it comes to the person I'm with and my guy friends. I want to make sure the person I'm with feels comfortable. I know that can be an issue for some people who have never been in or seen opposite sex friendships. My friends and who I'm dating don't have to be besties. They don't have to exchange numbers at the end of the night or plan to like hang out and watch the game together or anything. But there are ways to stay present in both your friendships and your relationship with your partner. That's something I also tend to do with my new friends too. Not that I'm trying to force my friends on each other, but I love hosting and that is something I'll probably mention several times on this podcast I just wouldn't want a newer friend to ever feel othered or awkward when attending something that I host so I do try to break that barrier and at least get people familiar with each other so they'll know familiar faces for next time and things like that but anyways it's annoying but more so hurtful when people don't know how to have a relationship in friends So another reason why friendships tend to shift is traumatic events or major life events. So a traumatic event can look like anything from addiction to substances, SA, divorce, or a death. Or maybe it's something like someone blew up and they had to start moving differently. Either way it goes, those types of events really change people, and oftentimes it doesn't have anything to do with your friends personally. But sometimes people just aren't very supportive in those situations. They kind of expect you to be your normal self, and it's like, I'm going through something. I'm in the valley, baby, and you still want to go to brunch like nothing has happened. I lost my grandfather in 2022 and that was such a pivotal time in a lot of my friendships because I learned the hard way that people are really uncomfortable with your grief. And I know it's mostly because they're uncomfortable because they don't know what to say or how to be there for you. And I've learned this in my grief of losing my grandfather and in sharing my trauma with some of my friends. But it ends up being dismissive and I honestly downright felt like some of my friends were ghosting me. It was such a weird time, but... I definitely peeped and started moving accordingly after. But at the end of the day, friendships shift for all sorts of reasons. Those were just some of the top reasons why I've noticed they tend to shift. But we have to learn how to navigate different life changes because they're inevitable, especially in our 20s and 30s where life is always pivoting on all of us. At the end of the day, people will people. There will be misinformation, miscommunication, misfits, and just people being people. Sometimes the communication isn't where it needs to be. That could be based on a factor of different things, be it someone's going through a traumatic situation and there's so much traffic going on in their mind, or they got busy with work because of a new job. There's literally so many reasons in between that could cause the dynamic of a friendship to shift or dissolve. But also sometimes we simply just don't mesh well with people. Even if you did in one season, you may not in the next. I like to look at friendships like I do dating. You can be in a relationship with someone for two years and everything is all good and then it's not. Because who we were when we first started this relationship isn't who we are now. Like, I grew this way and you grew that way. Our values, needs, and wants may not be in agreement anymore. 
Maybe we just can't give each other what the other person needs at the moment. Sometimes it's just a matter of God giving us one another for a season or a reason. But now we just don't need to be in relationship anymore. Or at least in relationship like we were. Like, I've learned all that I could from this and that's okay. I will leave you with this and then I'm going to stop talking and drink some water because my lisp is lisping and I'm breathing heavy on this mic like I just ran a marathon. But Bishop Jakes gave a beautiful example in one of his sermons. It was, I believe, the principle of circumcision. It's on YouTube. Go watch it. But he gave a visual of a rocket ship and how the further up the rocket goes into the sky, it starts to lose pieces that it no longer needs anymore. Those pieces aided in getting the rocket to the levels it needed to get to. But as the rocket continues to soar, those pieces fall off. And this is not me saying use your friends then dump them when you're done with them. But sometimes your high school friends or your college friends, they were there to get that version of you out. They were there to help you survive in that environment. But as you continue to grow and evolve, they simply just can't come with you. Or maybe they can't come with you like they had previously been. But you're not alone. Don't let the enemy try you like he tried me, babe. You are not alone. You're not going to always be lonely. I pray that God opens your heart to cultivating new bonds, new friendships with like-minded individuals. I pray that God opens your eyes to see the friendships that are right in front of you or that are within reach. I pray that he positions you in such a way that you're able to make space or make time for your current friendships and relationships. I pray that your friendships are able to evolve as you evolve and that you don't get so caught up in trying to maintain friendships that you shrink yourself or force yourself to stay where you've already outgrown. Okay, that is it for me for real, babes. I hope that you enjoyed this first episode of the Sleepover Podcast. Make sure you follow for more episodes and leave us a rating and review. Follow us on our socials. They will be listed in the description box below. If this episode resonated with you or helped you in any way, don't be too shy to reach out. We're besties now. Get comfortable. Babes, I'm giving you the tightest ear hug until our next sleepover. Sleepover.